Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 454's After Show. It's the After Show, folks. What does that mean, Johnny? means we get to talk about whatever the heck we want to. We As are, opposed to before. I was going to say, we're free to swear in this one, Terry. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm fired uh, up. Sometimes it revolves around disc golf. Sometimes it's just questions from the board. Sometimes it's things that we've been up to, watching, listening to. Um, if you want to talk about early 90s music or early 2000s indie rock and punk, we're here. That's, that's, what, that's what they got me the other night. The other night when you weren't on the show, I think it was literally... Uh, 45 minutes of people <laughs> me and people talking about different musical bands that we liked and watched and first concerts we saw and things like that and they i didn't even release it as an after show it was so one note i just said you know what this is a this is a youtube exclusive wow i, I don't want to put this out for anyone to think that they're going to get even almost anything remotely interesting other than learning a little bit about me Nah, no nobody wants nobody needs to learn about me hard pass tell me about it all right, I'm going to start with a question or two that just came in off the board. If you asked one earlier and we ignored it, you can try it again, um, or we didn't possibly see it. That's actually quite possible. But uh, if you have one, go ahead and put it in the YouTube chat. That's your best bet. The first one popping up for me here, though, is from Mark Hill asking me, are you going, Terry, are you going to be at the DGPT Silver Series Cascade Challenge event? No. Uh, I believe, as of right now, the only silver, so okay, I get it. It's not called a silver, just silver event. Silver event. Okay, the only silver which event, which makes me think it's like a, an event for old people. But okay. yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. Silver sneakers, <laughs> walking program, whole other story. Silver alerts. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only silver event that I all, believe, sort of hail mall walk <laughs> that I'm going to be at is the one in a couple weeks at the Beaver State Fling. Philo and Ian are in the booth for that. And I am listed to be the on-course reporter. And was it on this show or somewhere else that said there's going to be a different layout to the BSF this year? Did you tell me that? I did not because I yeah. Didn't what the know hell that. do you know? I, nothing. Nothing. Nothing of value to me. I ignore <laughs> things I don't. I, you if it doesn't things you don't know. <laughs> if it if it doesn't involve me, Terry. No, uh, and I'm sure somebody way smarter out there than Johnny can inform me that I was just told that it's going to be some hybrid, which makes perfect sense. You've got okay. 36 incredible holes out there, all of which aren't even permanent uh, in a uh, you know day-in and day-out basis. So whatever they're doing, I'll be interested to see what 18 then, if it is just 18, what 18 then make up this hybrid course. A and new I'm, gold layout that encompasses the entire milo property which here's my only question to that oh are they gonna just are are there gonna be any new holes or is it going to be cherry picking the 18 holes that make the up this incredible layout or 
are there going to be say 13 holes and then like five brand new well I, I guess the genius hole has been modified that's the one that's one hole i already know about which it used to be i don't even know what nine on west i've only been there a dozen times i want to say and it's a temp hole i think technically so the genius hole is does not have the same T or pin or something. It, something's different about that. That's, I guess I forgot. That's the one thing I saw on Facebook that I know for sure is that that one's a little bit different. Yep, and then there was an the, argument about it plays to the parking lot Island hole now. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So that sounds I. cool. Like I, I don't know much about that course, but I know the genius hole and I know where that parking lot Island hole. Plays yeah. To. I, so. I can understand that. And, and I think the, the argument that immediately ensued after I saw the post was essentially boiled down to, the scoring separation was terrible on that hole anyway. As beautiful of a hole as it is, the scoring separation wasn't good for it. So having it played to a different pin that's incorporating that island green, it, I can see all that. That might be kind of cool. All right. Um, so anyway, I'd love to know. And it's probably out there. If I go to what, like Beaver State Fling? Oh, gosh, please be the right website. Please, <laughs> please, dot org, dot com. Johnny, I don't know. I'm nervous. Beaver State Fling, I'm dot org. Let, do we go dot org? Go for it. I think you're safe. At least, you're at least safe with the dot org. Uh, beaver, well, beaver State Fling dot com is not a thing. Try just Beaver Fling dot com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great. My computer's locked up. Now we know why. <laughs> Way to go, Terry. No, seriously. Why Why is it doing this? Like, it's like my... I don't know. You, they're you, unresponsive, and I just keep hitting it harder, and it doesn't work. That's good. Hmm. But my tabs don't work. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Let's try a new tab. Beaverstateling.org. You could just type in, like, Beaver State Fling, and... Uh, that's no fun. All right, let's do a little bit of research here. Uh, we'll see if we can find... Uh, so the broadcast times look pretty standard, 9.30 a.m. Uh, for the FPO, 3 p.m. on the MPO side. All oh, that's what you'd expect. Uh, tickets, caddy book. See, this has east and west caddy books. I don't know if that's all current or not. Well, you're looking uh, at it the says 2022. 2022, so, well. So, which means that you clicked on the wrong thing. No, I, I didn't. I clicked on, I clicked on what? Well, yeah, I mean, I clicked on what's available. Scroll up once. Are you looking at the 2022? 20, oh, it's 2023. Okay. Don't you dare question my internet <laughs> clicking. You couldn't click 10 seconds ago, Terry. <laughs> That's because it Physically wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let you click. It wouldn't let me. Mark Hill says, Terry just tagged you in a post that has the map at right. Stumptown Disc Golf. All right, Mark. I'll go on. Mark Hill, thanks for the $2 super chat. That will buy me a new internet session here, I hope. It will not buy him a new laptop, which is what I think he really needs. <laughs> I don't. I don't. This thing, again, this weekend, workhorse. Knock on wood. Like every render, flawless this weekend. That's great. It's funny how much you take those things for granted. When everything works, how much you, you just... Oh, okay. I clicked the buttons. It did what it's supposed to do. It was the internet connection that was very intermittent for me this weekend. And I'm I'm happy to have released when I did. And it's funny. I actually also made a post this weekend about I could have released technically every round of coverage. I'll say by 1 a.m. You chose not to. And, you, and I chose not to. And I know some people then argued with me in various platforms as to, you know, as if I'm doing a disservice to them because I wasn't releasing it right away, which is a funny argument in the first place. But just due to, I don't even want to say the business side, but just due to best practices by YouTube and the algorithms and and the viewership, that if you put it out at 1 a.m. and it doesn't get a lot of traction, that's that much less recommendation it gets when everybody does wake up in the morning and how much less they will push it when your when your viewership actually is showing up there's even a chart on youtube that tells you when your viewers are most logged in 
which is a really, of course, interesting graph. And what you see for disc golfers is so, going to look very different from a lot of other industries. If it were up to me, I would probably release like a half hour before my highest peak. Well, I'm not that smart. I released it at 2 a.m. instead. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I didn't. Um, but, then, but then a little piece of me is like, man, what, what about the European viewers? Like, they would love a jump start, but that's only going to be a thousand views or a few hundred mm-hmm. views. So it's it's funny uh, some of the things that get thought about, especially when things are actually going well, and you're like, "Holy cow, I have this done! I could actually release this." Or the fact that it's one a.m. Eastern time, or midnight Eastern time, and it's still only nine o'clock on the West Coast. Like, eh, some people might actually find this and click on it. No, you can't run those risks, folks. This is these are the 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 regimens that we have now trained our own disc golf community to be part of, and. You just sometimes can't buck that system. All right. So I got to find what this layout is going to look like. Um, layout for OTB. I'm sure there's some tweaks to it. I don't know for sure. I haven't bothered. Did you work the event last year? You remember? Were you uh, pressing the buttons? Because I I had no part of the event last year. It makes sense. It makes sense that Simon I won. Do you remember that? Yes. Simon? Yes. I definitely. I'm fairly certain I covered that. Okay. And we've seen a couple different iterations at the Swenson Park, and I just didn't know if you had any thoughts or insight as to. I don't. I don't because I don't. Honestly, I can barely remember the course. Sure. And I know that this will be the third year because the first year they had. Uh. They, they, I don't say issues, but they had some challenges with some players taking routes that they didn't intend. Oh, sure. Eagle, Simon, some of them, you know, breaking the course. Uh, so adjustments were made last year. I remember that. And I believe there are some more adjustments this year. Okay. Ray says, I'm not going to lie, Terry. I really wanted to watch the final nine right after the first half was posted. Yeah, and that that became a little another issue of That's... mine of when it was not only uploaded. In that case, on Sunday night, I had uploaded the front nine. It was fully loaded. I, I set a, a, a release time, and then I actually went to bed at like three or something and had the back nine loading. And when, by the time I got up and got everything ready, I expected the back nine to be released uh, after the front nine had already been up for a couple hours. And that ended up not being the case. It didn't fully load. And then with the spotty mm. intermittent, intermittent internet connection, it finally got loaded. And then I set it for another time to then release shortly thereafter. And I pulled a very, very classic YouTube move. I set it just a day late. Rookie because move. because you if you've ever worked with YouTube and you set a video, it, always, it will always go a full twenty four hours after essentially. You upload it at least a full twenty four hours if if it's if it's yeah if it's three a.m. on on a Sunday night and you're trying to set it and you're like hey I want this to release at eleven a.m. it will be eleven a.m. by default on Tuesday as opposed to eleven a.m. on Monday even though you're doing it on Sunday night. So I classically did that once I realized that mistake, even though it was just uh, for a while listed, it was unlisted. So if you had the direct link, which I posted, some people could still go view it, which is perfect. If you were like a hardcore fan, you could still go see it, which plenty of people did. Wow. But then I ultimately set it finally to be publicly released. So I'll take a little bit of blame for a longer delay than than anticipated there and this always comes back to the age-old question which we're never going to answer which is what is the perfect release time when you put out a video and you have front and back let's say they're both done you go to bed and they're both done and ready to go the front and the back there is there is no decision i the, the correct answer is when i'm done with the front nine I better damn well be able to watch the back nine. Now I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. Like it, because I'll tell you what, if I watch the front nine and then suddenly it's like, Oh, there's no back thing. I'm going to wander away and never probably watch that back nine. And I'm going to forget. Unless about it was it. really compelling. No, I'll forget. Well, flat out. Like I would, if I don't care how compelling that front nine is, you have my attention right then you have it. If I'm watching it immediately, you have my attention. Now, there's a chance that maybe I run out of time and don't get a chance to watch it. I understand that. But if I have the time, I want to watch it. Because guess what? The next time I have attention, time, it might not be for you. When when I finish watching a front nine, 
I want to immediately be able to go into the back nine. Science, data, analytics have also proven if you release, we'll say them both, let's just say you release one at 11, and and just for giggles, you release the other one at 11.15 or 11.30, or maybe it's 11.01, right? The front at 11 and the back at 11.05, technically 11.05, right? Mm -hmm. We'll just use that as an example because clearly somebody can't watch the, yeah, whatever. The, the, the analytics largely prove then that the front nine gets skipped okay, and that the back nine gets watched, but then sometimes the front nine can go almost completely unnoticed. That That's the only reason why there's a question here. And I, I know I, that sounds silly to some viewers who are saying, yes, I want to watch the back nine immediately. It should always be available instantaneously. And I'm telling you from a creator's perspective, it's funny that there's a sacrifice then that gets made because the front nine can frequently then get. I'm not the only one that that juggles this this uh, this scenario. Clearly, we have other content creators that also. I've talked to Gatekeeper about this. I've talked to Ace Run. I'm about sure this. you have. I've had these conversations with other producers, and there's there's just a fine line. There's a balance. Now you could say. 12 hours is too long. You could say one hour, whatever. I, I don't, nobody knows what that exact magic number is, but just know there's a reason. There can be a reason to it. Now, sometimes in all, in all fairness, you could release the front nine at 11 o'clock because it got up at 1052 on your, on your system. YouTube checked it and YouTube's like, yep, 1101, you're good to go and you release it. And then maybe you legitimately don't have the back nine up and ready yep. and all of those other things. So you're just going to hit release whenever mm-hmm. it's available. If things are going really, really good for you, mm-hmm. yeah, you might have them both up and ready to go, and you're you're truly in control of it. There's other times you're not in control. You get the front nine up, and you're like, "Shit, now I got to get to the airport, <laughs> and I'm I got to re- rely on getting to the airport." Or it's literally, I can't tell you how many times I've been driving somewhere. I have my phone on, you know, on hotspot mode, and my computer's in the back seat trying to upload a video to YouTube. More times than I'd like to admit. So those are those are the times where clearly it's not an option to me. But when it is an option, believe it or not, there's not a perfect answer. For there me, there is for you. For me, there's not and, for me. And I think a lot of people on the board are saying the perfect answer is like, and and again, I think you and I talked about this. Let's just say your video is forty minutes long, then you release it at the thirty or the thirty-five minute mark, so that. It's available when I when I'm done again. Sure. Yeah, you're saying the earliest case scenario for the very first person that might watch it the second it drops, mm-hmm. it's reasonable to then have it for that person. I that, I, I don't disagree with that logic. Pers- now, granted, someone like me, I'm going to watch it probably in 1.5, 1.7 speed, whatever, 1.5 speed anyway, and then it might be done before your next one is available. I get that. I understand that that concept. I think I'm unique. In that aspect, I don't believe a lot of people watch coverage like that. Mm-hmm. But I truly feel that the coverage, if if I'm dedicating time to watch the front nine, again, you probably have my attention, keep my attention, sure, and go with the back. I would like to go with the back nine right away, but I, I'm sure that's not necessarily. And we're and disc golf is a unique YouTube experience because most. Other creators, like average creators, not sports creators, don't have a front and back. Exactly. Nine. It's not like a part one, part two. Yeah. Most of them are going to come out like a week later or a day later, depending on the... the or here's my daily vlog, and if it's nine minutes creator, or 30 minutes, it's out, and it's and done. And it comes next day. But for us... Again, Very much so. I so want to be able to just burn through the whole thing. Sure. Let me burn through the whole thing, because to me, it doesn't make sense to have like an hour break between. Sure. Like, like, okay, what's the point? Because you're only then hurting the people who watch it in that first hour that it's dropped. That's that's my opinion. And on top Correct. of that, which which may be a a, a minority of people. Yep. And on top at of the same that, time right? If if you can have it drop at a time when the uh, before it's over, you can add in all those extra little YouTube bonus things, a little. Uh, the 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 next video preview thing, sure. like you can have all that ready and be like, oh, cool, this is available for me now. Click. So, and then, you know, meh, meh, just my opinion. I'm sure 
that other people's opinions may vary, but they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, your opinion's the only right one. We all know. Uh, Carney asked, why not all 18 in the same video? That was done at one point very early on. And and then honestly, it was largely done to just break up the over, not just the overall time of a video, which some people would be like, enter our podcast, Exhibit A. Some people would be like, I don't have time for all of that. And I like the idea that it's broken up into two different videos because I may watch the front nine, you know, at breakfast and I'm going to watch the back nine at lunch. You know, again, it all depends on how and when you're consuming and who you are and what your timelines look like. But a lot of people said they just couldn't wrap themselves their head around the concept of, hey, I'll watch till whole 13 and then I'm going to put it down. And when I want to come back, I'll be on whole 13 and because they're watching an 18 and holy I, like to me, that would still make sense that didn't seem to be the resounding way people were doing it. And then also it was more of a practicality for everything that I just said, you're talking about right now, an average video of mine for nine holes is a, I'm just going to very roughly estimate about five gig. So we used to have a hard time with when YouTube internet and internet was that much worse. 2014, I'll say for an example, you'd have a hard time waiting for a five gig video to upload. Sometimes you still do to this day, have a five gig video upload that can any be anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours and 10 minutes, depending on the internet you have. So obviously if you have a 10 gig video, you have that much more of a commitment. And for the longest time, YouTube would not let you pick up or resume. If you lost your internet connection for any reason in the world to YouTube and you were at 98% of a five gig video. And then all of a sudden your internet dropped for a second or your power died on your computer or a million other things that happened to me, you lost it all and you started over. And so that's why chunking it in the two nines, I'm going to say for 10 years now has what has been what made the most sense. So, and I don't mind the two nines cause you've got 30 minute videos. I think that's a good time. Of course, with YouTube, you can, as a viewer, you can pick up wherever if you only watch half of it. But, and I and I know, maybe, uh, this sounds capitalistic. But there's you can put more ads in two nines. You could. I mean, I I feel that. I mean, you just because I you get a the same pre-roll, amount pre roll and post roll ads. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get you get those almost like freebies that get put in there as opposed to sure. you know loading up an uh an because I I'll tell you what. Even if it's probably the same amount of ads, it probably just feels like more ads in a longer video, even if it's the same amount, because you're sitting in probably one continuous issue. But that's just probably how it feels versus. Yeah, it, I mean, I I generally, depending on the length of the video, I generally have end up having about three ads inserted into a front nine and then obviously i'll put roughly three ads in the back nine so it's about the same when the when you're talking about the youtube ads and on top of that i can understand a perspective from youtube and creators that guess what you break this into nine holes each that's twice the views you might be getting you know if you have an 18 hole view and you get a hundred thousand people to watch it awesome you get two nine holes and you get 89,000 people to watch one and 114 to watch the other. It might truly still be the same 100,000 people, but you're just, you've literally doubled your view count. And I'm sure in the YouTube algorithm, that is somewhere in there tied into whether or not how things perform, you know, average view times, all that other stuff. I guarantee it's all part of that. So I can understand how that would make sense to break that in half or, Break it into thirds. Let's see three six-hole ones, brother. <laughs> Triple uh, your ad count. Uh, Triple your view count. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, there, I I know you guys consume plenty of post-production, of which I consume almost none. It Man, what, what an interesting, what a roundtable discussion that would be to have, I'll say, five just really diehard, emphatic, like super viewers. Mm-hmm. Get everybody together. Oh my gosh, this is a great idea. Get everybody together and have just this really open, candid conversation about not just the, the likes and dislikes, but just all the different nuances. And I think it would be great from both a creator's perspective 
and I, I use the term loosely for myself, honestly, even uh, someone who makes this content, but from a creator perspective and, and maybe even just sharing, pulling back the curtain a little bit, some of the things I just mentioned as to some of the decisions that get made as to why, why would you not release the front, you know, the back nine right after the front nine, you know, all of these types of things and have mm-hmm. kind of that, um, you know, that, that round table discussion, because I think there's probably also a lot of assumptions that people are making as to why stuff gets done as opposed to why it really gets done and, and why it unfolds that way. And there's obviously there's, you know, multi-million dollar industries out there that are breaking down YouTube and the analytics and, and, you know, the things that matter um, when it comes down to it. I mean, just think about some of the big moments in a, in a given uh, round, if whole, I'll just make it up an example, whole 13, there's an ACE. Is that more or less advantageous when you have an, uh, a video and somebody may or may not be making chapters, but then you have to scrub to find whole 13 mm-hmm. or, or it's earmarked or bookmarked or, or chaptered or whatever, as opposed to if it's in two separate nines. Like there's just a lot of different ways to look at those types of things. So do you agree or disagree with my decision? Uh, probably disagree. That I released Grady's Ace before I released yeah, no, round I, one's footage. Yes, 100%. You do that. I, Does I, it matter that it was whole one? No. It's an ace. I don't care I don't care what it is. Not only should you have released it on YouTube, you should have released it as a YouTube short. You should have put it out on uh, uh, your Instagram. You should have put it every humanly place possible. And tagged ESPN SC Top 10? Mm, eh, that's not a top. Uh, no offense to Grady. That's not a top 10. All aces. Worthy ace. Wow. Sorry. Like, Ouch. It, oh, if Grady's shoot weren't so like, dang what, nice. Under 300 foot forehand <laughs> shot? Like a little. Yeah, so. Uh, with one camera? No, two. Was what there, are you talking about? Was There's there two? two. I, I had the throw cam. Then I had the throw to the catch cam. Oh, you're right. Yep. Then right. I had exclusively all catch cam. I gave you three different That's right. versions. That's right. That's two, right. Two cameras. So, no, uh, you, you 100% should release it before. The video goes out. It should be the first thing you do when you get back to your camera. Because by the time everybody has... Everybody knew about the ace clearly before the video came out. It was it was already like, oh, hey, the, Grady got an ace and Terry's got the footage. So getting people to, you know, watch the ace now... You could make an argument of whether or not you want to try to entice people to watch the full coverage first with the ace so yeah, but it's on the first hole <laughs> i i know but that's what i'm saying holding yeah. holding off on that say hey yeah this is where this is the video that the ace is in and maybe people will sit down and watch the whole video versus just the ace and then they're done but you might lose some uh, viralness so to speak mm-hmm. on the ace if it's just within because there inevitably if you don't release the ace video some other person is going to clip steal it, it anyway and and upload it yeah and like hey look this is just grady's ace i think you have to release it for your particular channel's viralness or to get the views so to speak before somebody else steals it because that would happen 100 percent. if you didn't release a separate ace video somebody would have it out before you did yeah very true and tim says the biggest news is grady didn't bogey hole too yes that was definitely a thought going through my mind in fact <laughs> Spoiler, he parred, and MJ said, well, you're still two down, (laughs) (laughs) which he wasn't wrong. So uh, it was pretty funny uh, for him to say that. And then, as I said, I think on like hole 17, which is very much an aceable hole on that course this weekend, I was like, you know, you know, like the hardest part um, about getting two aces in one round is getting the first one. It's kind of already happened. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just, and it's so silly that that's where my mind was headed after he got the ace. And we saw a few more holes and there's plenty of ace runs on the course, actually. And all I kept thinking is, oh, oh man, oh man. How awesome would that be if he gets a second ace? Like we capture a second ace, two aces, one round, which somebody else did this weekend. I, I apologize to whomever it was at some tournament somewhere. It's not on Facebook. Had two aces in one round. Yeah, I did but, see that. Yeah. Post like. That. Again, the first one, once you get that out of the way, you got to be thinking, oh, this is going to be a special round. It's going to be a special one. Uh, so. Ray says, DGN seems to have stopped releasing on tour segments. Is Corey still working on that sort of content behind the scenes? I believe he is. I think they were 
I forget who exactly they were following and getting something. And I, it's either at Jonesboro or in the next couple of weeks. I, I briefly heard about it on one of the meetings that, you know, mm. we're, we're, I you know, can't get into total detail on some of the behind the scenes stuff, but I believe they are still working on some of that stuff. So sit tight on that. I think it'll come up. I know they're doing, they're not doing a ton of them, but I think that they are still happening because I don't believe there is going to be an on tour series this year. I believe it's more going to be a bunch of like vignettes. Hmm. Uh, yes, you see him in the background a lot. Yeah, he's he's filming, you know, obviously a slightly much more cinematic look and vibe and feel to what he's doing. Not concerned with necessarily shot by shot coverage by any means, uh, more so individual moments and captures and whatnot. So, uh, yes, that's why you still see him. Uh, Ray says maybe Jomez will help with some of the on tour stuff. Uh, may no. may or may not. Um, well, they'll have. A- I'll say this: they'll have access to all the all footage. The footage yeah. So that's not that they didn't before, because I'm sure they did. But it might just be even easier at this point. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, we kind of dipped our toe in that conversation last week is like, when will projects overlap? What resources will get used? Uh, you know, or will it just be a matter of like, oh yeah, yeah, we definitely have that footage. You know, it's, it's on our fourth camera. Here it is. And you know, it just becomes that much easier of a process. Um, now as to will somebody from the Jomez team actually go over and work on that specific project? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, who knows where all those resources will intermingle. I'm guessing they're going to largely stay on their path I, I that believe, they were on. Yeah, I, believe I think this that's season, what kind of Jonathan even, you know, kind of uh, iterated. Yeah, I believe this season, you're right. I, I don't think there'll be a ton of intermingling and changing of roles. Just it doesn't make a lot of sense to kind of disrupt what you have right now. Unless there's a really good reason to. I think you're going to start seeing a lot more intermingling next season. And maybe some changes in who does what, where people go, who records, you know, what footage. But I think just this year, it's going to be, we're going to do the same thing. Jonathan is focusing still on the quote unquote Jomez brand. And the guys will probably continue to do what they're doing. All right. I read a question, something about me going somewhere that I wanted to answer. Uh, oh, somebody else. Ray also asked, Terry, how abbreviated slash short run time could you edit nine holes and make it enjoyable and digestible? How abbreviated short run time? So how, what's the shortest amount, shortest length your video could be and still be probably decent? Well, and it's funny because uh, uh, before I fully answer that, I'll just say, thinking about run times and some, when, you, when people asked about the 18 holes, we're at a point where, again, every, every course, every tournament, and then every team has very different styles. I was on a relatively short, shorter, easier course this weekend. Front nine, 27, 29 minutes, whatever it is. I don't have a lot of commercials. I've got 20-second drone previews. And there's not a whole lot of intro to my videos. I think it's 20, 20 seconds or 30 seconds. And not a whole lot of time to, to get out. Some others can be 35, 40, 45. Somebody, I, I think another production company... Jomez has a lot more bells and whistles. I mean, that's not exactly uh, a secret. And because they have your follow flights and your player profiles and some of the other stuff that they do, their runtime on that exact same video, and I think they just probably generally have a little bit more lead into a throw. They've got an extra camera or two. An extra um, six or seven minutes? Uh, at least. 
Yeah, minimum. And so it's always been funny to me when people talk about how they don't have time for, we'll say, even 18 holes of live golf. And that might push two and a half or three hours if you're just watching. If you're just getting so much more. Card. But if you're just watching the lead card and, and you tune in right when they tee off on hole one and the time they tap out on hole 18. Which is almost exactly about 15 minutes after we go live, by the way, people. Um, yeah, you let's just call that you know anywhere between three and four hours, depending on the course itself. You're talking about some of these post-productions that can push an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. You know, to have a 50-minute round, a 50-minute nine, mm-hmm. I don't think is is unheard of anymore. So it's funny in, in relative terms when you think about the time commitment people say that they don't have. And then I think, well, wait, <laughs> like start adding up all this time. Like, anyway, um, I, I don't know. I've never tried to have like a, a super fast cut. The closest thing I get to that is somebody has an incredible round and I'll just trim down their shots. Uh, to almost exclusively nothing but their shots, obviously, again, depending on how many there were, that can be as little as eight, nine minutes, um, depending on what else is in there. Could could I take a 30-minute? If, if you remove, I'll say, commentary, obviously you can make it even shorter because uh, sometimes you leave just a little bit of buffer on for the sake of having commentary. That would be an interesting take. I feel like you could probably trim it down to if 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 I had a thirty minute video from this weekend, a thirty minute nine hole video, I comfortably think you could still make it relatively enjoyable without commentary, probably at twenty minutes. I think you could trim a third of it off at least. I think maybe even more. Yeah, you. It could, just depends on how fast. I mean, how fast do you want to see the shots? Yeah, you could forego with no buffer drone at footage. all. And maybe just put a, a a map up in like a corner when the first person's throwing. There are ways you could definitely trim it down. I'd be so interested to do that and to see how well received it is. I think for me personally, because someone just on the board uh, need more input says 30 to 40 minutes is a sweet spot for him. That that's not unreasonable. I would love just personally see like 28 to 35 minutes. I've got the solution for you. It's all of my videos. Then I know I've got the solution for me. One and a half speed. Congratulations. (laughs) I can get it done in whatever should I speed play, I want. Should I play everything in 150 <laughs> speed, 150% uh, speed it up? Um, no, and, and I don't disagree. Now, here's the funny part. Ray says remove tap-ins. Yeah, I mean. Or tap-outs. As I, yeah, I've said it a million times, I, I was shocked when shot-by-shot coverage started to gain traction 2013 2014 whenever it really started to gain traction because i vehemently said who the f wants to watch a 60-foot approach shot or a 10-foot tap in and yet here we are watching them everybody does apparently here we are watching them 10 years later still Mm -hmm. well the i didn't see so-and-so tap in what happened they were three feet away. Four feet they away. dropped it in. It and the only reason why people, I feel like the main reason we still watch tap ins on post production is so we can watch the score update. Because otherwise, when would you put that player's score updated? Like so, you know, you and I and someone yeah, else. So all. you know, oh, guess what? I hit a thirty footer. Congratulations, me. Yeah, the score changes score immediately. Changes. And someone's sitting underneath of the pin. They're at nine under. It's going to be for birdie. And and you you cut that out and then maybe you don't see a graphic or an indication that says birdie so they, they you, they'll get to the next hole and it'll say 10 under yep. but somebody may not make that connection i mean that's unless I'm you did say it, you have a valid point johnny i know unless you did it as on like soon the, as it lands the, when it lands you could just say you know uh you could have a special graphic tapped in for birdie or something yeah. and then you you don't show it now that's that's very difficult probably that's that's more thought process in the editing process probably mm-hmm. but that's the that's the nice thing about live is that we have started cutting out those tap-ins sure. if you know it's and it's still hard it's still hard for us because the last time i did a, a an edit you know a, a switch there were times i was like mo do you want to get rid of these tap-ins and he's like eh. i'm like let's do it and he's like okay and there are times when mo's like we don't need to see these tap-ins like both of us were pushing at different times because sometimes you just feel like you need to see them. Mo always, no matter what the scenario, wants to see the tap-ins from the leader. If if Isaac Robinson is up and he's winning, doesn't matter. You're going to see that tap-in. I, I, for me personally, I don't necessarily need to see that. I don't always necessarily need to see the leader 
lay up a, a 35 footer that he doesn't have a chance at because you know it's there's a headwind and it's up a hill and they just laid it up but mo will specifically you will see every leader shot that's that's most philosophy and he's the producer i don't argue with that so yeah i i, I but, keep trying to think of if there's anything that would be of value to go back because again, most often, if you have a really hot round, you may trim out the other three players. Here's the person that shot the course record, the 1100 rated round, whatever, and you make that super easy to do. I'm just trying to think if there's ever a good reason to go back, and we'll take the six videos I released this weekend. Is there any reason to go back and create even a shorter version of any of those that weren't a record breaking round? I just I think, think if so. anyone would find any value well, in I, something like that, because maybe you didn't watch it at all, and now you're like, oh, Huck Central? Oh, I could front nine, 15 minutes? M- maybe they would watch it now. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I've always wanted to see, and I know it, you don't necessarily do this for every player, but it would be really awesome, is just individual rounds. After the event is finished, Sure, you know, if you had... I've definitely worked on some of that. I hear you. Infinite time. Even, I mean, obviously for record-breaking rounds, someone shoots a 1090 round or, you know, is gets 16 out of 18 holes or whatever the number is, you cut together a special for them. Me personally, I think it'd be kind of cool to see an individual round for each player, almost regardless of how they played. Now, that's a pain in the ass. And do you really want to do that for someone who shoots two under mm-hmm. when everyone else is shooting 12 under probably not. But I do think that, I mean, think about this, how great would it be to be able to go back right now and watch Paul Macbeth 2018 Maple Hill, at like round three or round one, just Paul, you know, what, what are the, how, how cool would it be to have, that was always my dream with post-production or with, uh, with live, cutting each one of those and being able to go to DGN and just say, you know what? I just want to watch. I want to be able to search Paul McBath. Sure. I want to be able to search all his rounds. And I just watched just McBath do McBath cool things. I don't want to have to sit and watch. Uh, I don't want to have to sit and watch James Conrad shoot an, an average round with Paul McBath's awesome round. I just want the McBath stuff, or I just want the Ricky stuff. Or whoever it is, I want to see individual rounds for every player, almost for every event that we have access to. And I know it's not realistic. I truly know that. But I just envision a future when I can I can just do a search on DGN's website and I can say, awesome, let me see all Macbeth at Maple Hill. Let me see all Ricky at Texas States. Let me see all Kelvin at Jonesboro. And I just see that. I just see them like, just sit back and be like, Oh yeah, that was a really cool round. Oh, look at that shot. He shot yeah. like, yeah. And I, I don't necessarily want the, 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 the story of the round. I just want to live the, their rounds. Sure. Uh, and Spock, he's not suggesting that every single person uh, is filmed. I mean, of course, in a perfect world, every uh, single person. And, yeah. No, he's just saying rounds that are already filmed. Mm-hmm. To be able to go back and do that, not necessarily. Hey, I want to be able to watch what Reed Frasquera did, you know, on 2017 on the on the fourth on the, card at yeah. Ledgestone. No, no, no. Of course, again, in a perfect world, you'd have every shot by every person of all time. Got that? But just even taking what's already been filmed and even breaking that down and compacting that, I think uh, there's obviously an op- an opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, obviously Spockheiser. That would be ideal, but. I know the real, I mean, none of this stuff is realistic, just based on man hours. Yeah, as of, yeah. Person hours, whatever you want to call it. Um, hmm. But that's, I mean, that that's, that was always my If anybody wants to do some podcast. editing for me, you reach out. I, I got plenty of footage I can hand more, over. Need more input says, that sounds like a job for an intern editor. It, it really does. Um, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, Jay, think about that. Being able to say, sit down one night and just say, I want to watch all Macbeth at Worlds and just watch him from, you know, because you got to figure, Terry, how long is a single person's round? Seven, eight minutes? Yeah, anywhere from seven to ten minutes probably. So you you could sit there for three hours and watch two to three years probably of Worlds rounds 
maybe even more. And just sit there and be like, cool. Like, oh, wow, that was a great shot from him. That's pretty cool. You know, like, oh, yeah, I remember this shot that he threw. And, oh, this is where he bounced it off the fence and slid under, you know, the basket. Stuff like that, I think, would be really awesome. Eh, we'll get there someday, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Once I learn to meta tag, then we'll <laughs> meta log, then we'll get it oh. figured out. Okay, it's not going to happen for me. Not for you. Not for me. Not for me. All right, Johnny, you have something we should be giving away? Oh, um, Why don't yeah. we start uh, lining that up? We'll get our Patreon action given away. I unfortunately just uh, returned home to a box of returns. <laughs> and it was an international box, which, of Ooh. course, is a little bit frustrating. Uh, it, I mean, ultimately, I guess you would say it's our fault, but uh, it was a Patreon subscriber from somewhere internationally. So I think it was a $26 uh, postage fee when it was all said and done and it came back is undeliverable. I don't remember the name. I'll try and reach out to, uh, to him uh, once I look up his email again. But unfortunately, and it's so crazy that those were sent out months ago and it just showed up this oh, it's, weekend. It's our Patreon disc. Yeah. It was the, the, oh. it was the pair of them uh, that had gone out for the year and showed up this weekend back at my house saying undeliverable. So we'll have to reach out to somebody. Yes, we certainly will. I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, so please, please, please. This goes for your annual. If you're part of the annual giveaway or if you're part of our, well, everyone's part of technically of the weekly giveaways. Uh, you're eligible every single week when we do this, please just, if you can take a moment, go to your Patreon account and, and enter in a correct address or make sure your address is updated. Uh, not only so that you get your product, but also so that we're not just throwing away money to USPS or or wherever. They may need it, but <laughs> we need it more to not waste. So please make sure and go out there and uh, keep your Patreon up to date. Up to date. Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. That's how you're eligible for our giveaways every single week. And depending on at the level that you're at, you get eligible for maybe uh, your mini picture here in our mini studio audience, or maybe the yearly Patreon supporter disc. But as we say every week, and by the sounds of it, because we announced it last week, we got a lot more people that went the free route this. Oh yeah, this week. Uh, normally we've got two or three regulars, but now we have. I see. I count. <laughs> I, I count seven people who jumped on. <laughs> Would and, it be easier just to give like a dollar a month than to make sure you go out there? <laughs> You know, time, Terry, is everyone's thing. I mean, so uh, whatever you want to do. Smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways. Remember, you need to sign up for this every single week because I don't, you know, I go back one week's worth of uh, names and I copy them into our list. Or to be eligible on your own without having to do anything extra, you just simply uh, support us one, at even a $1, $1 a month $1 level. A month. Or $1 a week, whatever that's, you want to do. You know, that's like basically buying us one beer. Yeah, a year. You know, just you see us at you see if you would see us at a bar and you'd be like Terry Johnny, <laughs> like no, you stupid a holes. I'm not buying you any beer. <laughs> well, you wouldn't buy me a beer, but but if you would, if you if, if you've ever thought I'd love to run into Johnny and Terry at a bar, <laughs> no, I and, don't think anyone. Thinks, <laughs> and I would buy this them is a, a beer. bad analogy, Johnny. <laughs> and I would buy them a beer. Let's use something more practical. By all means. Um, if you think you're going to lose one disc this year, and instead of losing that disc and replacing it, you'd rather put money towards what we're doing. That that sounds... Uh, okay, whatever. However you arrive at Any analogy at you want. It's pretty simple. A dollar. It's It keeps independent creators like us moving. We're independent thinkers here. Nobody holds <laughs> us back. Nobody holds us back. 148 people this week are eligible for our giveaway, Terry. Um. Is there anything special that we need to do, or are we good to go? Uh, no, I think we're good to go. I've, right. I've got some uh, – I continue to have some sweet uh, – well, unless you take the last of the heats. I have a few more Skyline stamped heats. I might, I might take and some And I've heat. got like nine other molds uh, with that. I did. You, you guys would be so proud of me. Someone reached out to me and said, do you have any 2015 <laughs> Ledgestone Glow Flex – buzz i said how many dozen do you want uh someone reached out and uh sure enough when it was all said and done after doing a few minutes of digging around it's, it's sometimes difficult to go your filing sections. system is maybe not as accurate as it could be 
I have a general idea, but yes, it's not it's not pinpoint accurate, especially spread out it's over all in a few your mind places. palace. Exactly, which sometimes that there's an earthquake. <laughs> and I ended up finding a few from a few different locations, and when it was all said and done, he settled on five flex glow buzzes. Uh, he wanted pink. I was able to instantly find three. And so five flex glow buzzes and then one flex glow buzz OS, which he also didn't even realize he wanted, but he did. So six, six discs were shipped out all from the 2015 uh, Ledgestone drop of which I have still hundreds of various mo- uh, mm. models. And uh, yeah, but I managed to lighten Lighten the uh, the hive, lessen the hive by just a little six. bit. Six, six, and you know what? You pushed them out of the nest. You let I them love, fly. I love occasionally being that resource where someone says, "I have this oddity, this rarity, this uh, this unique special release or disc mm-hmm. that you may or may not have your hands on from a long time ago." And I love knowing, yeah, I have thirty eight of those, and I I can <laughs> let a couple of them go today. Um, but they're not on uh, any kind of fire sale. Oh no, of course not. They're uh, yeah. So we we struck up a great price for them. All right. Whoop! That's not what I wanted to push. I wanted to go here. All right, you go there. So anyway, I let a few of those go. Oh, gosh, little piece of me there left today. Uh, and if you do need a comet from that year, that was the first year of the uh, Ti comets and i love comets i love comets too i used a comet a ton this I have weekend them. i have a a very nice yellow z comet that i have mm, which goes wrong goes very straight for me nope. with it's just yellow a, with a little bit of turn yuck which i flipped over once into a headwind and then i've got a beat to crap um z comet or i'm sorry x comet not mm. a z comet i got beat to crap x comet which is a hard flip if i need something to turn fast and Get around a corner. I've got one. For, I've got. Uh, I've got one of those. Well, so you right need now, a Ti Ledgestone Comet. That's what I'm talking about. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful run of them, and uh, I found a whole box, which I was happy to set aside the way I did. And I know I have more than just that box, but there's <laughs> one box from front to back of nothing but these beautiful Ti Comets. And for the right price, I could let a few of them go. For the right price, 148 people eligible. Terry, what number should we draw? I like that it was my second time covering Huck Central. So three rounds of it. For (laughs) May 4th is when I went. So how about the number two? The number two. All right. Our first number is 78. Terry, are you going higher? Oh, it's right in the middle. Like almost as middle as it gets. 79 would have been, huh? No, 74, but. Yeah, I'm silly. Uh, you're right. Well, uh, <laughs> you're normally way better. At, I like, know, and I had to think me. about that for a sec. So. Holy cow! Yeah, I will say I don't know. Let's go. It's going to be higher. It's going to be higher than seventy-eight. All right. The next number is yes. eighty-six. So right again. <laughs> Way to go, Terry. You win nothing. Eighty-six. <laughs> I sorted them by first name today. Eighty-six. Me. Eighty-six is Kurt Bimler. Congratulations, Kurt, Kurt. Bimler. You, he's a he is a super supporter at the three dollar level. We Heck like yeah, Kurt. Kurt. So congratulations, Kurt. Terry will get you something out of his thing. He's out of South Elgin, Illinois. I like it. I like it, Kurt. We'll uh, have to get something out too. In fact, that's funny. Some of my discs went to Illinois today. The ones I was just talking about. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate the support. All right. Let's see if there's anything else on the board before we cut out. Comments are fun. I agree. JVD, where are those Pro D Wasp at? You still have any Pro D Wasps? Do I have any Pro D? I, I don't think I ever had any Pro D yeah, Wasps. Yeah, you weren't. I, had, I have a Pro D Buzz. I had two Pro D Buzzes mm. with the one of my favorite uh, stamps of all time, which is just the old Discraft basket. The old one with just the little swirl with a swoosh. It's mm. just a basket and a swoosh. It doesn't say Discraft. It's just that particular portion of the stamp wow carney says i've been throwing glow champ shark threes long enough to kick out the under glow champ shark three that how long those been around Mm. a few years at ledgestone i had dixon jowers making 50 plus ad jokes about live 
coverage on commentary. Oh, 50 ad jokes. <laughs> Is that ad? Is that dad? I don't know. Uh, do you have any lightweight pink buzzes? I've got a few the, thousand buzzes. You'll have to. We'll, well have. We'll have to take d- this. Define this lightweight because yes. Discraft hasn't really done a ton of lightweight. Like yeah. if you're talking like 150, 160 stuff, they haven't done a ton of that. Yeah, but if you're talking like 167 to 169s, uh, are, that that might be. Although the most recent ones that I've gotten have I, have been largely on the heavy side. So this weekend, as normal, Randy Shukar, who runs the event, he had a selection of plastic. To pick up as a pro, you got one disc for your player's pack. And as an AM, you got two. And it was mostly Discraft and Innova stuff. And I didn't know what to get. Like, do I get something that I've never thrown before? Do I get something that I know? Like, do I just grab like a destroyer? Do I grab a force? Something like that. I went and snagged an Innova It. Something, Mm. it's like a seven speed it, yeah, it's it, kind of got like a, a thick, thick, it's domey rim. Yeah, it's domey. It's it's a it's got like a negative two or a negative three turn. Because I knew that after playing the practice round, that my my turnover game is not where I want it to be. I wanted something to flip. I didn't get a chance to throw it. I know nothing about it, but it is now a part of my collection. I have, I have an, an innova it that I'll probably get out and practice around with at some point. I have no clue what it does. I mean, the guy in the commercial threw it right in the basket. Oh, he did, didn't he? That's I, what it does. I, I'm going to film you. It's going to be your first ever throw. We'll get an Innova. That's not the it that he does that. Isn't that the J? I don't know. The Charger or something? No, I, I thought it was. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. Think so, cause they, cause that, that commercial is always on mute when, I, when I know, it plays I for me <laughs> when I'm in the, in the studio, so I don't know for sure, but I thought it was an it. Somebody mm. can clarify for us. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Um, flippy, flippy. All right, all right. Well, sounds like sounds like that's what you need. Oh, that I, is what I need because I I clearly can't flip anything over right now. Um, Ray says Terry is my disc in a box a venture that you are able to make a profit from at all? Yeah, if it wasn't, I would quit. Rolly, <laughs> I would quit Terry's doing rolling in. That's it. not saying much because uh, <laughs> I'm not smart necessarily. Uh, I do turn a small profit on on the. Uh, production of these boxes uh of course some lots of believe it or not research and development I like went to call into them, them disc caskets disc casket can we call them that like but they're not what dead on arrival <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just thought of it so <laughs> okay um but yes uh ray my disc in a box um now keep in mind i'm also ordering them in large bulk <laughs> I was just thinking by like, the pallet. The, the no, <laughs> like more like by the five to six pallets. Yeah, well, that's still <laughs> well, by the pallet. It is, but I thought you meant You're like not, singular. Oh no, not singular. No, no. Like, like <laughs> let, let's put it this way: the last time I ran them, which wasn't that long ago, I had fifteen thousand run, and that's not something that fits in you know in a pickup truck or even in my Honda Element. Like you're talking, um, big trucks, vans, that type of stuff, uh, box trucks, yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of a big ordeal, but it's, it's just so fun because I knew today, even when I shipped out discs, obviously I use them. And when I ship out discs to people, I just know that at some point or anytime I get a disc from someone and it comes in a box, I don't want to say nine out of 10 times. Cause also you could get them from uh, another buddy of mine who I went in on with them, but you, you ultimately are, have just shipped me something that I helped design, which is feels really kind of cool. weird. When all of a sudden I get a disc that I, whether I want it on eBay or somebody sending me something and it shows up in a box, I, I know literally that it's the mold that I helped make or the, the, uh, die cut, whatever that I helped research and design. And that's kind of cool. And then of course I take it, I end up putting a disc in it and then shipping it to the next guy. It's awesome. Cause sometimes you'll see a little remnant of the, uh, you know, the label that's been on these, sometimes there'll be stickers, old stickers, new stickers or whatever. Of course, people are usually peeling off their addresses, but the, the beauty in these is that they continuously get recycled. And I know that hurts my business uh, that they get recycled, but I love it because I used to buy bubble mailers by the thousands 
And then I would get pieces of cardboard, which were a pain, and I'd use those. And then, but and some people would recycle these bubble mailers, but just due to the sheer size of them, they only get recycled so many times because they get ripped off or torn or cut. And then eventually they get thrown away. Yes, this box is only going to ship so many times, but it still at least eventually will also then get recycled. So for all of those reasons, um, I, I do like it. So, yes. And I'm rich. I'm rich because of them. Rich beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> I make tens of dollars on, <laughs> on my boxes. <laughs> it's really uh, just an excuse to get a little bit of a workout every few months when I'm making massive orders. Um, that's how it pays me back. And I pass that along. Nothing else on there, Johnny? I haven't seen anything on here. No. All right. Well, if that's the case, then I'm ready to call it. We don't have to, you don't have to let it linger. For Johnny V. I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. Thanks for tuning into the wild and silliness here of tonight's show. This has been Podcast 454's After Show. Hope everyone has a good week. OTB action this week, and uh, we'll come and talk about it probably with the winner next Tuesday night. We'll see you then when you step inside the Smashbox. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 